welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. My name is Chris Lyons, and I'm so glad to have you with me. Today, I'll be talking with John Sinsenbaum, Senior Lead Product Design at The Athletic, which is a subscription-based media publisher of really smart sports coverage for diehard sports fans. And full disclosure, I will tell you, I am one of those subscribers. John started his career at Huge in New York City as a visual designer. Then he moved to Elephant in San Francisco before moving to his current position at The Athletic just over two years ago. We'll talk to John about what he does, how he got where he is, and what he looks for in young talent when he's reviewing a portfolio. John, how are you? I'm good, man. Good. Things at The Athletic are good. Yeah, um, I'm just hanging out in New York for a couple months. Got an Airbnb uh, with my girlfriend. Um, we usually reside in uh, San Francisco, but um, with the whole remote situation, just kind of like taking advantage of a New York summer because it's like 59 degrees in San Francisco right now. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? 90 right? degrees here. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, no, it's good to mix it up and get back. I mean, if you're an East Coast guy, you need a little bit of East Coast, right? I need a couple of Yankees games as well. <laughs> so, John, if you wouldn't mind, talk a little bit about what it is you do on a daily basis at The Athletic. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's changed over time quite a bit, even in just two years. So I got hired initially just as the first kind of senior product designer on the team. Um, and the team at the time was probably like four designers. Um, Stu Oler was the design director, kind of acting as my manager. And um, over time, we obviously needed to like continue to hire. I was kind of like assessing what design debt we had like inside the product from like some old like legacy designs and then like where Alex Mather, the CEO wanted to kind of push the product. Um, and we kind of like divided that team up into brand that handles kind of like all the marketing and like Instagram stuff, Twitter and that, and then into product, and then kind of like started pushing, um, on like those two verticals in terms of like how we we're going to hire. So like I'm kind of at the top of that product vertical, working cross-functionally with like PMs to kind of assess what our roadmaps look like. And then, yeah, we've hired probably like four designers in the last year onto the product team. So I'm helping kind of mentor some of them, lead one of our design verticals, which is interactivity. So like kind of pushing the app more into like community aspects and kind of like socializing the app a little bit. So it's not just an editorial product. It's like somewhere where fans can engage with each other. Um, and then we have like a core side of the product that's um, led by another um, designer, Hanson, who's a really strong lead. Um, so it's kind of day to day. I'm working with a lot of designers on like the projects that they're doing, plus kind of like pushing forward on um, vision work and executing day to day updates for the app. You've seen it probably change a lot over two years. Yeah, it looks. Here's the thing. I was reading today that. Uh, that Mather and Hansman said they believe sports fans will be willing to pay for good reporting and writing with a clean app that has no ads. And I got to tell you, the interface to me is is excellent, whether I'm on my desktop or on my phone. Yeah, it's still it's still a work in progress. I'll tell you, I why I joined the Athletic is definitely like I was a fan. We'll probably dive deeper into this later, but like if you're gearing up trying to find a job in sports as a designer, like you have very limited possibilities, like unless you're getting super creative with how you're working your way into like a different organization that touches on sports. I looked around at like ESPN, Bleacher Report, and like 
really kind of stuck my head in on the athletic that didn't really even have a job listed and just had a great couple conversations and then kind of elaborated from there. Um, but yeah, I was a user and I was just kind of like, man, this could is so good, but it could be so much better. Cause once you get inside, I was just like, man, this app is actually massive. Cause like from the outside perspective, when you're just like reading the stuff that's served up to you in the feed, you know, like it feels like you just have written content, maybe some like discussion topic and podcast. But once you're in the actual infrastructure of the app, I was kind of like, whoa, um, when I got in there. So it's been a lot of like assessment paring down and like also trying to add a lot of new product features. So it's definitely still a work in progress in all of our eyes, but it's, I'm glad to hear it's working well for you. Well, I've been a, a subscriber for a couple of years now, and it, I've, I've watched it find its way. And I think right now it is, it is so easy and intuitive, and, but it dishes up exactly what I want to see every day. And like we're diving deeper into like a lot of new content types too that'll start to like bring some diversity to like the ways that you like kind of consume that content and or like interact with other people, which will be exciting to see like how people react to it. Yeah, and I think the graphic piece of it, the way you head the stories now. I was just looking at the one today, the top 100 NFL players of all time. It's really nicely, uh, really nicely presented. Yeah, our editorial team absolutely kills it. Do you follow any of the soccer stuff? No, I'm not a big soccer guy. Yeah, if you just dive into like some of those verticals on like the explore portion, um, if you just kind of go down some of those like team and league feeds, like some of the editorial work that was done for Euros is pretty badass. Um, so it's fun to see and create from the product side like a way to like kind of like display that stuff for them like a little bit better. Always thinking about how they're spending so much time on artwork for a specific piece that's like so temporal. But like, how can we kind of like accentuate that stuff inside the app to like grab somebody's attention so that they would discover it, even if they don't follow that um, particular vertical? I think what's interesting is when you look at the other high-end subscription sources. I read a piece in the New York Times last week about Chicago and the effect of climate change, and it was so dynamic and so beautiful. The graphics were so compelling. I read the whole story just so I could keep tumbling through the graphic presentation of it. Totally. Yeah, New York Times does a really cool job of that, too, where it's, like, interactive as you're moving through the page, almost, like, parallaxing a lot of times when I see some of their feature stuff. Yep. But, yeah, that reading, if you've been in the app for two-plus years, like, you know we've barely ever changed the reading experience, which is, like, a nod to the fact that the designer that initially worked on that did a good job. Like, we haven't had to touch it, um, but that's definitely, yeah. Those are exciting parts of... Um, pushing things forward in the editorial space to me. So you do, do you interact with the writers at all? Yeah, yeah, we interact with the writers, when, especially when we're starting to, you know, push on a different content type. Like if we want to create a different content type, we have to know that there's a desire on the other side for them to be, because like we're not creating the content, we're creating the framework for them to create the content. But if they don't want to do it, I mean, it's going to fall flat and it's going to be an expensive mistake. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of um, interaction that way. We're more talking to like the editors than the writers themselves that are kind of like the chief of staff on that side, kind of assessing what they feel like is missing or what they feel like could accentuate the work that they're already doing. Yeah, I think um, it's when you're in the traditional publication world, it's always the editor who's got final say and calls the shots. Like the designers work with yeah. the editors. Yeah, I mean... 
everybody in the company itself is like very like it's tight it's like family oriented it's cool to be i'm in like all the slack channels with the writers is like the first thing i did when i joined because just like you i was also a fan so i was like wow i can like get in like see the breaking news from like shams before anybody else in our slack channel but it's cool to see them all like help each other like somebody will be like hey does anyone have like alex rodriguez's cell phone number and then i'm just like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. but yeah you know it's it's cool to see them all interact on their own on the side and then see what the byproduct of that is when it um finally releases as like a piece to the public so when you guys signed seth davis I thought it was really interesting as a as a strategy, given that what he was doing as a sports reporter was sort of frowned upon in terms of, you know, just stick to dribbling the ball. He was commenting on society and other things as a sports writer. And I, I was really happy to see him come on board The Athletic because I like the breadth of his reporting. It's not just, you know, breaking down a game. He's talking about the greater context of the game. That same, like, sentiment kind of like rings true across each vertical there's definitely somebody or a group effort to kind of like push outside the boundaries of just like pre-game in-game post-game type coverage i think that's what ends up resonating so true with um the fan base is like i mean some of the player profiles that these guys release are so so good i remember the jose fernandez one that jason stark wrote before i had joined like cried at the end of that story. I was yeah. like, Oh my God, man, like this is like great, great journalism. Yeah. That, um, is a reason like if, when you get a, a taste of that, like you, I think you're maybe not a lifer, but you're in for a year plus for sure to see what else kind of like comes out of that. All right. So John, you went to design school. You were a graphic designer coming out of school. How did you end up t- talk a little bit about your path here? Yeah. I mean, in your, uh, I remember in your class we made like those big packets, like where you're like, you got to, how many was it? You had to pick like 20 or 50 places. 50, I think, yeah. 50, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was 50. And all my stuff was like small shops in package design because I had done that internship with Rochester Red Wings, actually. Man, that was so long ago now. But prior to that, I'd done a package design internship. So I was like looking for small shops all over the place and just didn't really have like a place I needed to live. J- I remember JDK was like the top of my list. I like wanted to work there. So That's right. Bad. Yeah. But I remember also in that list, huge was on the list for mm-hmm. sure. And I was like, I don't know if I want to work for them or against them. I like never forget <laughs> that because my mom thought that was so funny. And then I kind of like got over there, like did the interview for a production designer job, which at the time, like coming right out of school into what is like largely a design agency, like I don't care how into it in school you are, like you're not into it enough to know exactly what you're doing as soon as you sit in that chair at that agency. Cause I was like, I don't really know what that is, but like I know how to work these programs, like I'll figure this out. Um, So I took a production design job there, not a high paying job, I will say. But your but, your strategy of working at a small place really went up in flames there, didn't it? It went up in flames for sure. I'm not positive why. Like, I guess the client list when I like sat down for that interview and kind of like the studio itself, like the space that they have still in Dumbo in Brooklyn is like ridiculous. It's like it's equivalent to like a beautiful WeWork, you know, it's just got like couches and conference rooms like it feels cool. 
so that's wounded me a little bit. Um, the thought of like living in Brooklyn. So went up in flames, did this interview, got the job, moved to moved to Brooklyn, and then kind of was just like thrown into the fire with like a group of other designers that were at all different levels. And like coming out of college, I was definitely more geared towards like visual design and like, you know, pure graphic design. Cause like thinking along package design lines, I was just like wanting to get into more like traditional branding, I think. Hugest client list, like getting straight into like some digital work with like, I think it was like American Express was like one of the clients, TD Ameritrade for like the Sochi Olympics. That was like a really cool project. And then there was like some really weird stuff like that came down the pipeline. I'm trying to recollect, I haven't thought about this in a while. Frank's Red Hot was definitely one of them. Right. Was, yes. was real weird. Um, I remember that. Samsung, like Scion, some like cool car stuff for sure. Um, Zumba. So like there was a ton to do. And like for the, for the most part at that job, I would take these these designs that these people did and basically organize them for them. So my job was to make them a better designer, basically. In hindsight, was kind of this like such grunt work, but has been now the foundation for like how organized I am as a designer, because I was just like, that was basically my job to organize these files, make them production ready so we could send them off to the clients. And then as time went on, I started to kind of like learn product design through just like doing that. So I started to like suggest things where I was like, hey, I feel like we could like do this a little bit better, like on this section of this or like format this like a little bit differently. And like that kind of pushback, definitely not pushback, but like suggestion, like not just sitting back and doing what I'm told, like kind of like restructuring my thought process definitely like got me pushed into like the visual design route where they're like, hey, like we're going to have you take on this project from a different standpoint. Where like you're not receiving a finished file, you're going to be starting a file and finishing it yourself. And then yeah, from there, just got the opportunity to go to Elephant because we want some work with Apple, and they were like creating a team to kind of be on site for this project at Apple. I got offered, and I was like, absolutely, like I'll go for six months to San Francisco and work for Apple. Like sounds cool. It was awesome, awesome experience. Like changed my whole design brain. Like working there. I just kept extending my corporate housing until they were like, you live here now. And then, yeah, from there, I don't know, like similar story, like I pushed forward from visual design to like a senior visual designer starting to like lead a lot more project, do a lot more like pitch work, like think way more outside the box and work with like crazy talented people that I learned a ton of stuff from. But like over time, I was just like, I'm working on a lot of stuff that just doesn't resonate with me anymore. Like I've been doing this for so long and like, I don't want to like build a website for a mattress company. It just isn't, you know, it's e-commerce that doesn't like pull on my heartstrings. So I was like, I had to sit back and be like, you know, like what's so, what are some of my passions that I could like, could correlate with the, the design industry. And sports was obviously one of the first ones. Like, I feel like that's how you and I like always got close, like talking sport, but yeah, like, and then back to what I was saying in the beginning, like that search went down and like I kind of just was poking my head around and didn't have too many options. And then I just worked my ass off in the uh, um, product design ask that they did for like a uh, like a task to bring in from the um, from the interview. I like worked like crazy hard on this thing and they were all just like, whoa. So that got me in. And then from there just been like they're restructuring the team so much and I've been I've been a benefactor of that for sure and like I've definitely pushed the product in 
um, all different sorts of ways and like getting into hiring and managing and stuff now has been, been real cool. So. so it was an assignment that you received at your interview with The Athletic that you just nailed. Yeah, so that that be, has become like general practice for yep. sure, like cross-product design where it's like, okay, like you've made it through the first step of the process. Um, we're going to give you basically a short brief of like something you could probably accomplish in like a week or two, like on the side. If you spent like a couple hours a day and then come in, like I've definitely seen interview candidates like flop where I'm just like, man, this guy like, or this girl like seems like so promising portfolio is awesome. And then come, come in and I'm just like, whoa, that's so different from where I thought you were going to take this and kind of like fumbling on the questions and stuff. So it is a very like, I'd say it's a massively important part, if not more important than the portfolio. Interesting. So, so you use this now to, to parse out uh, the better candidates. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the first, I'll, do you want me to go through kind of like the process of like how that goes down? Yeah, that'd be great because um, so many of my young design grads are facing that and they sometimes balk at that or, they've, or they seize up. That's a, that's yeah. a big burden, man. Yeah, to to some extent, I understand like blocking at it because you're kind of like, especially if you're working, because you're like, hey man, like I have a whole other job to do. Like sometimes there's asks. I remember, I think I interviewed with like Yahoo Fantasy, and like they asked me basically to like redesign the app, and I was like, absolutely not. I was like, no way. Am I gonna like take a crack at like redesigning what the face of your like application looks like without even talking salary? But from our process, it's like we have a recruiter that recruiter gets kind of a job description that's laid out by our design team and or product management team, and then kind of like gathers a headcount and starts to like sift through it and then send it to myself and the brand lead. And we kind of like look at those portfolios. What are you looking for at that stage? I'm looking for um, variety. I'm not looking for, I, I may be different. Like I wouldn't take this as gospel, but like, I'm not looking for like a massive breakdown of like what you did and like how you got to a a certain place because anybody can like sit there for two hours and like write that. Like I want to see visually how you can like present that to me. And then I want to hear how you can like verbally present that to me in a succinct way that like makes a lot of sense. And I also want for the most part you to allude to the fact that it wasn't all you that did this. Like everybody knows that for, unless it's schoolwork, schoolwork's a, a lot different. But if it's like something that's coming from an agency or like your previous job, like we all know it's like a team effort. Like I, I love to hear the collaboration stories around like how something came to fruition more so than like, I did this, I did that, I did this. And then, yeah, beyond that, I don't look for too much else like if you did some extracurricular type stuff or like you have a passion on the side that definitely sticks out to me like if you do illustration work or something and that's also on your portfolio and like it's something that's portfolio worthy that's really cool to me because that's a whole nother topic of conversation of how I can get to know you in the interview as well which is such a huge part of the interview process is just like getting to know somebody at a surface level but like trying to like dig a little bit deeper to see how they'll fit in with like the rest of the team on a on a personality level is super important because you don't want to bring somebody into the team that is potentially abrasive or um so do they have to love sports definitely not like it could be it's helpful in like the passion side of things and like kind of pushing on future state of like product requests where it's like, 
hey, I use all these other apps for these reasons. Why don't we have this right. in here? Yeah, it'd be great to have somebody from a different perspective like looking at this thing because we've captured a lot of sports fans. We need to like capture like another group outside the layer that we've affected thus far like as a business. How do we resonate with a new group of people? That's a big challenge. Man, that that is Yeah. That's intriguing to me to think how you would expand beyond that. I mean, you got me because the reporting was much more well-rounded and more holistic than just this guy, you know, ran for 40 yards today and, you know, fumbled or hurt his knee, whatever. It was more about, I mean, I think back to when I was a kid and they started, ABC started doing up close and personal with mm-hmm. athletes for the Olympics to engage people with the Olympics. They started featuring the people and their cool stories. And I, I really intrigued by that. Yeah. And you can see like there's trust with the players with our platform too, which is cool because, I mean, that's how... I think we get a lot of the scoops that we get because a lot of those high-profile players are like happy to talk to us because we're not going to spin something for the most part. So um, you, you must feel pretty fortunate. I have so many young students who talk about sports design and wanting to get into sports and how do they do that. And with the, you know, the diminishment of places like Sports Illustrated and ESPN the magazine is gone, all these places, um, a couple of my students within the last couple of years went to of sports betting sites like Action Network and things like that, where they're still engaged in sports, but not like they are at the athletic. So I'm wondering when you were when you were searching for sports outlets, where did you look? Yeah, so I looked. The choices are limited for sure. Bet sports betting, like having blown up a bit, is definitely wasn't on my radar at the time, but certainly would be now. Where I was looking was like around more so around like reporting scores structures like i was looking at the score i love that app i was looking at espn didn't really want to move to connecticut i was looking at bleacher report but it was like overly social to me and like i never really used that app so i was like it's in sports but like once i got there i kind of felt like it would be the same as like picking up a project at the agency as opposed to like i was like personally invested in the athletic which I think, I mean, came out in the interview for sure. Um, I I really didn't look too many other places. I was kind of like, I got to get this job. I think sports betting, though, is definitely a big one. CBS has like a pretty decent experience. I'd say Fox Sports is pushing the the boundaries of design on their on their latest app. Um, there's some really cool stuff that we've seen inside some of the work that they're doing. All right, so... Um, as a service to my listeners, John, how would you coach up someone who is coming in to try and impress you to get a job at The Athletic? Yeah, I'd say be yourself. Don't be so overly professional that it comes off as too polite. Like I, I want to just have like a normal conversation, like get to know um, the person a bit beforehand, kind of like what their background is, what inspires them. Come prepared. Like I, I've had a number of interviews um, with junior designers where they're just like, okay, now what? Like, I want that person to kind of have a skeleton for how they want the meeting to go. And then if they get thrown off that, it's fine. Like, we can get back to um, on track to where whatever you want to present. For the But for the most part, it's, like, very simple. It's, like, introduce yourself. Let's have, like, a little wrap, get to know each other for a bit. And then let's look at some work and, like, we'll kind of, like, drive the conversation off of some of the work we're looking at. Now, that presentation can be 
to me either on your portfolio website or like create a slide presentation. I personally, like if I'm doing this, like interviewing, like I always create a slide presentation because it's just, you know, it's easier, much easier to walk through and like you can target things a lot easier in terms of like what you want to talk about or highlight. And then I want to know that like you have knowledge about the athletic. Like uh, there's been other interviews where I'm like, hey, we're working towards doing this or this or that in the app or people that are asking me, are you guys considering doing X like inside the athletic? And I'm like, we already do that. Um, have you not like mm -hmm. researched the product? So having a baseline or even more so um, knowledge around the product is huge because that in itself should like spark questions that you have. Cause like you should be interviewing me just as much as I'm interviewing you to some extent where it's like, Hey, what's my job actually going to be? What, how can I like affect the business? So all in all, I think that's kind of what I'm looking for for the most part. Um, then they're going to nail the assignment you give them, right? Right. Yeah. So I'll, we'll give them a call back. If like, we'll, we'll for the most part, send them to like two to three people and then the two or three of us will be like, how'd it go? Do we want to bring them back? All right, let's bring them back. Let's assign them a task and then they can present it to a group of people. And then, yeah, they'll get a call back, some feedback on it as well. Um, even if it didn't go well, like we try to give constructive feedback as to like what we think went wrong um, or what could have been done better. See, I see it from this side. I see it from the kid who just, you just told him go back and sell this, come back and present. And it's it's hair-raising for these young people to have to do this mm, with this yeah. much on the line. Yeah. Totally. But it's also, like, it's hair-raising, but I think in the right situation, like, it should it should feel, like, exciting that you get to tackle, like, this issue. Because, like, we're going to want you to do that exact thing when you're hired. Like, we're going to want to, like, I'm going to be there to work with you, but, like, I'm going to want to give you a brief and, like, let you fly on it for a little bit and then just see where you're taking it so I can, like, guide that person, like, back to where we need to be and or just be like, you're crushing it. Like, you're doing great. That's great. John, I, I could talk to you all day about this stuff. I, I'm so fascinated by this category and your success and the way you found your way to this given where you were when you graduated wanted to do package design then you ended up a huge and now look what you're doing it's it's a wonderful story I, I i can't thank you enough for coming on my podcast and talking to my young listeners yeah absolutely happy to do it and uh we'll have a, a couple open head counts at the athletic probably in a couple months for product design so i'll let you know yeah that's awesome I, i've got some people in mind already awesome john thanks a million good luck with your stay in new york Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I want to thank John Sinsaboff from The Athletic for joining me today and sharing so much great info. If you are thinking that you might need some help focusing and shaping your portfolio and learning how to tell your creative story with more impact, which, as you've just heard, will absolutely help you stand out and get further into the interview process and nail that job, just send me an email to Chris at creativecareerstarter.com and we can discuss getting you focused. You can do this. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.